Shantani, and welcome to another Godfather Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Andy Robinson. And together, we're the Godfather Godfather Minute Brothers, here to talk about Minute 167. Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. 167. 167? That's it. You got it. 167. You got it. Uh, that means 167 in uh, American. We are talking about that minute. It's the trial of Carlo Ricci, part two. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> what would be the courtroom version of that? Uh, um, I have jacked. Oh, I have jacked. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't object. He's on trial. <laughs> uh, so the trial of Carlo Ricci, part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Ching. tells Carlo uh, not to be afraid that he wouldn't make his sister a widow, would he? Mm-hmm. There's widow a lot of silence he? in this this minute. Rather, he is to have uh, Carlo is going to be exiled to Las Vegas and kicked out of the family business. Mm-hmm. But don't mm-hmm. tell him you're innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be great since we're since we're in the mindset of a trial. Yeah, it'd be great if Michael Corleone was. The prosecutor, Carlos, on the witness stand, and that's all Michael keeps telling. Just don't, just don't tell me you're innocent. <laughs> um, Isn't it true you you schemed with Barzini and Tatalia? <laughs> you fingered Barzini. Hi, Jack. You stole frizzy lifting drink. <laughs> um, I was watching this scene, and it occurred to me in a weird way that um, made me. Uh, this scene is like a weird. Um, echo of the very opening of the wet of the very opening of the movie. What do you mean? Well, because if you recall the very first scene in the movie, it's, it's uh Bonacera telling us about how much he loves America. And then we see uh, a person, we see Tom Hagen off camera, bring him a drink and hand him the drink off from off camera. And mm-hmm. he's talking to the Godfather about stuff. Yeah. And so now, and it's at Carlo's wedding, but now here we are. And other than Tom Hagen giving the drink, all the roles have been changed. Now, Michael is the godfather now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlo, rather than being the subject of the wedding, is now going to be the subject of the funeral. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought it was a weird kind of like nice, uh, especially since this is the last real scene of like... You know, I guess it's the, the epilogue after this of, you know, there's your husband, but this is like yeah, the, yeah. the the nice. Uh, I know. I just thought that was a cool like um, parallel. Yeah, that's great. The, the handing the drink from off off screen is what made me think that like uh, mm-hmm. Tom's still still mm-hmm. dealing the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> if someone said to you, uh, get him a drink. Yeah. What drink would you make the person? Oh, I'm, I'm Tom Hagen. Yeah. If you're Tom Al. Hagen and Al says, get him a drink. Yeah. Hmm. Well, something strong. That's I assume alcoholic. Reason. Not like you would get him <laughs> yeah. like a soft drink. Like I'd s- get him some Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, I hey, think. Hey, Kool-Aid. <laughs> breaks hey, through yeah. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, you got me Kool-Aid. It's like all the kids running. Tom Hagen has to shuffle the kids away like he did when uh, Luca Brazzi was 
talking to Don Vito. <laughs> yeah, probably whiskey or bourbon. Just straight up? Something, yeah, straight up. Hmm. Yeah, he needs a drink. That's, that's a strong drink. So you wouldn't do like a mixer? You wouldn't do like a screwdriver or a rum and coke? No, I think groaning. straight up. Yeah, he needs a drink. If he goes to give him a drink and he came with like a like a like a pina colada with like all you know flowers and <laughs> some fancy straws and stuff, and <laughs> like all fruit hanging out of it. <laughs> Mark or uh, Tom, I said get him a drink. Maybe a banana daiquiri. Carlo, you want a banana daiquiri? <laughs> How do I order that? <laughs> and I'll have my own banana daiquiri. Al. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you, yeah. In general. Yes. Not in this particular scene necessarily, but if you had to choose in general, would you prefer to be the one that Mikey asks to prepare the drink for someone else or to be the, be the person who's getting the drink served to him? Oh, clearly the drink mixer. Are you sure? Yes. I mean, Buenos Aires gets some justice in the very beginning. I know, but, but. He has to he has to like go through the hoops first. It's not like he's Johnny Fontaine gets a drink served to him by Don Vito after he's done singing. Remember he's like, "Get him a go. You want some wine? Get him a drink. Uh, have a drink. You look terrible. Why don't <laughs> yeah. you eat something?" I mean, it's kind of a sign of caring. Get him a drink. Wait, so you're saying? And Sonny says to Polly when he's sick, he's like, "Oh, yo, you." Uh, you want something to drink? You want something to eat? Remember? <laughs> Although we know what that meant in the end. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I take not- it back. You're right, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably should actually. Are there any examples of someone being served a drink and not being killed? Oh yeah, because <laughs> Luca Brazzi. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess Buenos Aires doesn't get killed, but uh... yeah, the Italian restaurant scene. They order wine. <laughs> yeah, those good. Those schmucks get. We it. see Frank Pantangeli spill his drink. Yeah, before he ultimately guys uh, is he ends up having to drink from the water hose. He's so he's so superstitious. He doesn't want anyone to serve him a drink because he knows it's bad luck. That's why he, that's why he knocked it over because he's trying to push it away from him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get that drink away from me, <laughs> Gentani. What does that What does that mean? The hundred years, hundred years till I'm served the next drink. If if uh, if Pop was still alive. <laughs> hey, here's a here's a theoretical question. It's not very specific to this minute, but it occurred to me watching. Well, here's what I thought. Here's what first thing. Okay. In chronological order. Let me, let me catch my breath and start over. We see uh, this minute. Mikey says to Carlo, you're kicked out of the family business. That's your punishment. Mm, yeah. And um, I think that's somewhat ironic because Mikey's punishment is that he is in the family business. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, in the beginning of the movie, Mikey wanted oh, nothing to do with his mm-hmm. with his family. Mm-hmm. So if if he were to be kicked out of the family business, that would have sold. That would have saved him. Yeah, you know what I mean. If, yeah. If when he tried to do the thing, Tom Hagen said, "No, we don't want you doing this." You know, you're kicked out. That's you're, your you're out of the you're out of the family. Yeah. Then that was so. It's weird. I would have been great. You're sending me to Vegas <laughs> with my wife. Awesome. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a sad irony that that Mikey mm-hmm. is kind of doing that as a punishment. But yeah, so yeah. along those lines, and here's what I was going to get at: Did Mikey make the right choice to join his family, and oh. what would have happened had he refused? Well, I'll answer the second question first. If he had refused, he would not have been asked again. <laughs> yeah. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. How do we know that? 
because the Don doesn't like to turn. Well, the, the, but that's <laughs> that's Don Corleone doesn't like to be doesn't like to ask a second time. Yeah, that doesn't mean necessarily that some another family member might not have said, "Mikey, could you come in?" And yeah, but they probably wouldn't have because no one knew he was a conniving like genius at mm-hmm. it. So yeah. they wouldn't have yeah. thought to bring him in. Yeah, yeah. Pop always saw it, I guess. So, so what do you think would have happened? Uh, Let's suppose everything else happens as we see in the movie, like up until that point. And so. he had just refused. Yeah. So, so he still had killed um, the Turk and McCluskey. Well, that's where but, we can start coming in with different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, but so the Don gets shot. The Don's hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny is leading the family. And so that's one point where you could say, okay, so if Mikey had just said, okay, I'm going, I'm going, he actually wouldn't have a broken jaw at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, he would have, because that's when McCluskey beat yeah, him up. Yeah. And so he would have still, yeah, had he was, he jaw. still would have gone to see pop. Yeah. And he would have been like, so let's see, let's think it through. He would have become a math professor. Mm-hmm. That's what he was in the book. At least that's what he huh. imagined doing. And he and Kay would have gotten married and lived a, probably an average American life. Right. And then with the family, Sonny would have been the Don. Then would have gotten killed. Still would have gotten killed because it had nothing to do with Mikey. Mikey may have been called back just to be around the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming he would have gone yeah. to. But he wouldn't have gotten involved. I think Sonny would have probably listened to. Um, oh, is Sonny dead yet? Well, if we're assuming that Sonny takes over the family. Sonny would have taken the deal. I think Tom Hagen would have convinced him. If the old man dies, you take the deal, Sonny. No, no, but if but the old man didn't die. Yeah. So, so, but so let's assume so that Sonny still would have gotten killed because that, Mikey yeah. had nothing to do with that aspect of the story. They yeah. still would have gone to war, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Santino dies. So Fredo takes over? Uh, no, I, th- I think at that point the family is so weak. I think maybe the couple regimes, the captains, step up, or do they make a? De- or does that at this point they is make Tessio a making a deal with Barzini and being like the the tor- the Corleones are a sinking ship? Yeah, it's better to get out now while the getting's while the boys yeah, still got the muscle. That's probably right. Yeah, because the political protections already run for cover. They got they're not very strong. So, but it seems yeah. like ultimately that would have been a happier ending. Hmm. Because Mikey's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously Santino's dead no matter what. But yeah. um, Fredo theoretically would still be alive. Would not have betrayed the family. Mm-hmm. Would just be you know working in Las Vegas or something, running a Mickey Mouse nightclub. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, I think you're right. I guess Carlo might still be alive. Mm-hmm. He would have lived because they wouldn't have caught up with him. Although I wonder if the Don had so if so then presumably the Don would have recovered and then um would he have tried to I guess he would try he would have just kept running the family until he died. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what would have happened. He wouldn't have semi retired. So theoretically he might have died earlier because he would have been mm-hmm. under more stress of running of yeah. especially trying to run the family when they were uh on the ropes. Yeah, although he would have been more cautious. Because he wasn't semi, he wouldn't be semi-retired. He'd be much more cautious. But he was getting soft. Yeah, but I so for example, I don't think he would have played with Anthony in the garden. With and Anthony would not have been allowed to have that uh, insecticide sprayer. Mm, that's probably or true. would have been checked out at least, tested yeah. for poison. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if any, if at the very least, there would have been acts of vengeance against Anthony for. for <laughs> You know, Anthony was originally the one in the scene instead of Carlo. (laughs) 
Anthony, just don't tell me anything. Who you think Who was it, Barzinio Tatalia? No! <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets him to confess by doing the orange mouth monster. He's like, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to bring back my friend, and he's not quite as nice as I am. <laughs> he just turns around, puts the oranges in there. <laughs> It's really funny. That's how Mikey gets everyone to confess. That's how he gets Carlo to confess. That's why Carlo starts crying because he knows Mikey's next move is to bring out his old friend, the orange mouth monster. <laughs> don't, just don't make me put the orange feel in my mouth. <laughs> That's why he confesses. All right, you got anything else? I do have some stuff from the book, Alex. Um. Yes. Here's one other thing uh, about this, about the movie specifically. Um, I really like that when Mikey is doing this whole speech, um, like he's almost completely in shadows, basically just one side of his face is all. It's almost like the evil has totally consumed the old Michael Corleone. And now he's just like the little like, you know. Like like the way that Fred, like the way that uh, Vito Corleone was looking out the window at the wedding, mm-hmm. and you just saw his eyes looking out through mm-hmm. the blinds. That's what Mikey is in his own evil. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and that hat. Yeah, it's a great scene. You feel it feels very, it's very claustrophobic. It's yeah, dark. It's closed in. Mikey's leaning into Carlo. Carlo is boxed in. He's in a jar. Yeah, he's a jar. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Great filming, great lighting, great dialogue. And the last uh, note I had was that, like Anakin Skywalker, <sighs> um, Mikey condemns himself uh, by trying to do the right thing for his family. What do you mean by that? Well, because in the Star Wars in the Star Wars saga, um, Anakin Skywalker uh, doesn't want his wife to die in childbirth. He, he keeps having dreams that his wife is going to die. Mm, yeah. So he basically makes this deal to try to protect her. And then yeah. that's what gets him into all this, into all the trouble. So it's like the same way that Mikey's like, well, I'm going to protect my family. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this thing. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. that takes him down that path. Yeah. yeah. yeah classic storyline. Yes. But it works better in the Godfather. Why? Um, well, because I think The Godfather is a movie for grown-ups, so people behave kind of more the way people do in real life, whereas in Star Wars, because it's uh, their children's movies, like... like it, Don't say that. <laughs> I, I just think the writing isn't... It's a bit more, like, simple-minded compared to the mm-hmm. relative subtlety of... It's the same story, just one is told as, like, a fairy tale, and this one is told like a, mm-hmm. like an opera. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just yeah. a different style. Mm-hmm. And it's more suit. I think it's, you know, uh, you know, I guess the acting and the writing, a lot of different reasons. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. All right. I have a little, tiny little chunk from the book. Most of this minute is not talking. It's uh, Michael just waiting, Carlo mm-hmm. crying. It's the silences. It is. Yeah. So Puzo writes, page 432. There was still no answer. Michael's waiting for the answer from Carlo. I know there's an answer. Uh-huh. Michael said almost kindly, don't be so frightened. Do you think I'd make my sister a widow? Do you think I'd make my nephew fatherless? <laughs> he starts going through all the relations. All the permutations. <laughs> Do you think I'd make my, uh, 
my nephew cousinless? Do you think I'd make my grandchild without or with one fewer uncle? Do you think I let? <laughs> would I make my mother have one fewer uh, son-in-laws? Sons-in-law, excuse me. Do you think I'd remove my second my second cousin <laughs> twice removed another time? And that's why Carl is crying. <laughs> my God, I, I swear I can't understand you. I don't know what you're even accusing me of, but I didn't do it. Look at this family tree. <laughs> yeah, Tom, show, get him a drink and show him the family tree. <laughs> according to this branch, according to this branch, you are the compo regime of the Costa Nostra. We have an affidavit here. <laughs> he starts building a case, a Rico case against Carlo Re- Rizzi. Carlo Ricci. <laughs> Puto writes, uh, after, all, I'm, uh, after all, I'm godfather to one of your kids. No, you're... Sorry, what I meant to say before we even started this. Oh, yeah, I thought that was Mikey saying no, no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That was a Michael Corleone impression. <laughs> and I'm not being Cheech now. So in the movie, when mm-hmm. I every single time I watch the scene in the movie, I, I think I never really understood what Michael was saying about Carlo's next step. He's, he said, no, your punishment is you're out of the family business or something like that. I'm not reading from the book right now. I'm starting with the movie. Okay. And he Puto says, writes. No, 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 I'm not reading from the book. Okay. He says, you're out. You're out of the business. We're, you're going to go out to Las Vegas. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. But isn't that where they're moving their operations? That always seemed counter to me. If he was out, he'd say like, you know, you're you're going to Florida or I don't care where you go. You're not going to be anywhere near our business. It seems very contradictory. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, totally. It does seem like a bit um, like I can understand he could mean go to Las Vegas and, you know, you'll like for now or. But you're just going to get a regular job at the can uh, at a store or something, you know. But in the movie, it doesn't say any of that. Oh, I know. It just says you're out. We're sending you to Vegas. That yeah. seems like so. It weird. is. It is. Um. It is somewhat uh, muddying the the intent. The fact that yeah. we know that they're heading out to Las Vegas and that they're sending him to Las Vegas. It does seem it. It is a weird. Um. Yeah. Element. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I never that it never sat right with me. You'll go out to Las Vegas. You'll start working. You're going to start running a candy store, and then eventually, (laughs) but we're out of the family business. Out of family business. You're just going to be selling (laughs) cotton candy, and he does air quotes cotton candy. Like Mikey, are you in the business? What what does that mean? No, no, you're out of the business. He's like winking at him. (laughs) You're out of the business, but you're going to be working with Tom Hagen on some unrelated business. So the reason I brought that up is because is in the book, Puzo clarifies it. Oh. And this is one example. I think the book is a little stronger, Alex. He meant North Las Vegas. <laughs> no, he meant Las Vegas, Arizona. <laughs> uh, Puzo writes, no, your punishment will be that you won't be allowed any work with the family. I'm putting you on a plane to Vegas to join your wife and kids, and then I want you to stay there. I'll send Connie an allowance. That's all. Okay. Pause. So it's still, it's not that much better, but at least he clarifies. He said, you're just going, you're just going to get, Connie's just going to get an allowance. Well, I guess for the sake of the family, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is all a lie anyway, so yeah. it, doesn't, it really doesn't yeah. matter. Like, yeah, we're going to send you all expense paid to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just tell me who, who approached you. But I guess theory, in theory, I'm sure that they want 
for mama's sake, they would want the grandchildren around. Mm-hmm. So they don't want they don't want mm-hmm. Connie and Carlo moving to Miami or something. Yeah. So that is a better way to keep Carlo calm and get him to admit it. Yeah. You want you want is a cool, calm Carlo. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's all, but don't keep saying you're innocent. Don't insult my intelligence and make me angry. I forgot to read this other part. This is really interesting. So right when um Mikey says, you know, tell me who approached you. Puzo writes, Hagen and Lamponi stared at Michael with astonishment. They were thinking that Michael was not yet the man his father was. Why try to get this traitor to admit guilt? That guilt was already proven as much as such a thing could be proven. The answer was obvious. Michael was still not that confident of his right, still feared being unjust still worried about that fraction of an uncertainty that only a confession by Carlo Rizzi could erase. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because we don't get that in the movie. In the movie, we're, as the, we as viewers are assured that Michael is totally in control, is not being questioned. He, he runs things. After what he just pulled, orchestrated, yeah. he's the man. But in the book, they make it clear that Hagen and Rocco Lamponi are wondering why is he even bothering? Why does he just have this guy killed? He's clearly a traitor, but Michael still has doubts that he's a traitor. And Michael, not only that does he have doubts, but Michael's still worried of being unjust. Well, the very fact that they have the scene almost implies that because he didn't do that with Tessio. He didn't go to Tessio and say, you know, you have to, you have to convince me. Yeah. So I guess the fact that he did feel like he had to do that with his family member. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So um, that way, if it ever came back to him also, if Connie ever found out, he could say, oh, he confessed to me that he had Santino killed. Yeah. I could show in a court of law. (laughs) (laughs) Connie, legally. Yeah. If I accept this, that means that. (laughs) Um. Yeah, it's just interesting that Lampone and Hagen are both saying that or noting that Michael is not yet the man that Don Vito was. Well, especially because I can understand Tom Hagen because mm-hmm. he worked closely with the Don for many years. He yeah. was, in fact, he was his only. I would go so far as to say he was his only client. Yeah, but <laughs> Rocco Lampone just became a made guy. Like the two, he was just chauffeuring Mike around to, to New England a couple of scenes ago. Yeah, yeah, you got no right to criticize. Yeah. Okay. You come, you and you talk about me and my father. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and then it's interesting that Hagen and Lampone believe, according to this, this excerpt, if it's to believe, believed. Yeah. That Don Vito would not have vetted this whole vetted or not vetted, but confirmed with Carlo. Yeah. That he did it. That Don Vito would have just killed him. Do you think that's true? Well, he didn't. I mean, Don Don Corleone could have had him killed, but didn't. But do you think if Don Vito were still alive, and now that Cuneo and Barcini, all these people, all these guys are dead, do you think Don Vito? We talked about this last last minute. Would the Don have had Carlo killed? And we, I think you and I both agreed yes, because he he was complicit in Santino's death. Right. But do you do you think Don Vito would have done what Michael is doing, confronting Carlo to confirm that? Yes, because, to get because him to he's confess. family, I, for whatever reason, because he had doubts or because he's family. 
You know, I, I also feel like there, I mean, I, one way I interpreted this, um, scene also mm-hmm. is a matter of like ego, like talk to me about that. Um, well, uh, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> no Carl, like Mikey, uh, basically from Mikey's perspective, Carlo did this horrible thing and Carlo is like, I got away with it. I play fooled the Corleones. Yeah. So it's almost like Mikey has, has wants Carlo to know that he knows that he did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't just want him to go to his, like, ultimately it doesn't matter. He's just going to be dead in a few minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like for Michael's own ego, mm-hmm. he has to like, explain he has to do what super villains do which is to you know mm-hmm. want to be validated and to, you know here's my plan all along was yeah, to do this yeah. and you know so uh maybe there's some aspect of that so would the don also have felt the same way hmm would he have would he have felt the need to you know to to yeah to yeah, uh, that's a great question wow rub his face in it by making yeah. him confess sort of and you don't see that from Don Vito in the movie. No. Again, luckily, yeah. most of the potentially things that might make us not like Don Corleone, we never, we don't get to see mm-hmm. any of that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Mike probably does. Oh, well, according to Puzo, Mike still has some doubts. Yeah. And so he wants to confirm. Yeah. Confirm that. But yeah, you're right. The movie version does not seem to, uh, he seems to be more all in. Yeah, and and therefore the movie version seems to confirm your latest idea, which is that it's partly driven by ego that he's confronting Carlo. Yeah, and that's why he's listing all these names. Like, hey, we we killed them all. Yeah, like yeah, you may have helped kill Santino, but we got we even got Stracci. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's the hard one to get to. Mo <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, Manucci. We didn't do it in your school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so no, we want to rate this minute? Yeah, let's rate it. Um, so he gets him a drink, right? Yeah. And then he... Gets him a drink, tells him he's exiled from the family business. Yeah. But Hands him the ticket to Las Vegas. To, <laughs> I love the, the the physical evidence that yeah. we're not going to kill you. <laughs> do you remember he hands him the ticket? Yeah. Old school ticket with all the... Type numbers and codes on it. Okay, look, we're flying you to Las Vegas, so you might as well just tell us. What are we gonna <laughs> put a bomb on that plane and kill civilians? <laughs> well, after all, we're not terrorists. We wouldn't have wasted fifty dollars on an airline ticket. <laughs> wow, fifty bucks. I wonder how much it was back then. It's probably fifty bucks now. Where this is being recorded during a pandemic. A global early twenty first century pandemic when airline uh Flights are very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to rate it. I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three, four. Ooh, nice. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'd say probably like three and a half, but, you know, yeah. I'll err on the side of I like the fact that um, it's a tense scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very good. So, uh, so what do we have coming up with the bonus content, Alex? Well, we got our usual rounds of features. We got mm-hmm. uh, we do garbage pail kids. We pick a character, give them their horoscope, all sorts mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, they everything meet from historical- horoscopes to garbage pail kids. <laughs> they meet historical figures. Yes. Yeah, we'll get into that. 
And I'm thinking because there's a drink involved, they may meet one of a number of famous uh, uh, licensed mixologists. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, ma- makers, uh, makers of, of R- fire water. Maybe little Harvey Wallbanger himself. Yes. <laughs> or one of the, the British beef eaters. Um, so, until next time. Just don't tell me you're... <laughs> did we do that one last time? We did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I, got, I got it. Okay. So, in, until next time, do you think, think I would make my, my sister, sister a, a widow? widow?